0: Ever think modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day. There's no I in team, but there is an I in pie. In there's an I in meat pie. So the anagram of meat is team. I don't know. Is your love life dying on its feet?
1: To a wonderful mom. <laughs> oh. Have you ever felt
0: that you're turning into a zombie? Mm-hmm.
1: Although no one is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it judgment day. It is vital that you stay in your home. A hero must rise. Avoid all contact with the assailants.
0: From his sofa. Destroying the brain. Over the head. Purple rain. No. Sign
1: of the time. Definitely not.
0: The Batman soundtrack. Throw it. Oh! The biggest zombie comedy in
2: British history is invading America. Oh! Sean of the Dead. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're fixing a problem with Devin's uh, film history. Because... <laughs> We that's one thing we're doing today. The other thing is we're starting off our October Halloween themed month. Today we're talking about the film Shaun of the Dead directed by Edgar Wright starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Edgar Wright is according to Devin, he has said this on the podcast before, his favorite director. This is a film he had never seen. <laughs> And we fixed that this week because it was a problem and it was bugging me. And we're going to solve it over a pint. Cheers, boys. Cheers.
0: We all actually have beer. I know this is an audio-only medium, but we are actually drinking.
2: (laughs) To see us drinking beer, uh, follow us on Instagram. Ooh, I like that. I am drinking a Lancaster Brewing Company uh, baked pumpkin ale. It tastes like fall, and it's delicious. It's good. And, And you guys are just drinking water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it no, is uh, Michelob Ultra flavored water, and because I am a sucker for keeping traditions, I am drinking Budweiser.
0: Do you, uh, how old's
1: the Budweiser? Uh, I think it's been in the back of my fridge for about a year, and it actually doesn't taste mm. that bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I is that the Budweiser
2: <laughs> I gave you? No,
1: this is from okay. th- this beer is from like a twelve pack or a twenty four pack I bought like. Last October, I think, actually, that I put in the that I forgot that there was one in the back of the fridge and I found it like two weeks ago.
0: (laughs) Is that like a a good thing for Budweiser? Like Budweiser. I have no idea. Always tastes
1: like Budweiser. One of the one of the practical reasons of drinking Budweiser, you go to California, you go to Florida, you go to Maine, you go to Chicago. You order a Budweiser, it's going to taste the same. Yeah, That's a good point consistency regardless of how people feel about it. And I grew up, I spent my early childhood in the St. Louis region and it means something to me. So
2: yeah, Yeah, there you go. Pretty soon you'll be able to get yingling in California.
1: That's awesome. I love that. mm -hmm.
2: Um, All right. So anyway, back to Sean of the dead. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, it's directed by Edgar Wright. It was written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Um, It tells the story of a man's uneventful life that is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse. Uh, this is a film I think I saw in college. I think this was a, one of the first films I had to watch for, for a film class. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Out of the three of the Cornetto trilogy, this is probably my favorite. Ryan, when was your first time seeing Shaun of the Dead?
1: Uh, 2005, 2006. So it was right, at like the sp- right after it came out. Yeah, yeah pr- pr- pretty much when it yeah, like a, a bit after when it came out. Um I was in college at the, like I was just starting college at the time. And it's when like the zombie thing was huge. It was when like the remake of Dawn of the Dead came out, Land of the Dead. Uh and it was my introduction to Simon Pegg and like that type of humor and I was already a fan of British humor to begin with. And the mixture of British and American humor in this movie was just perfect for me. And it still is. And I'll get into like what drew me to the movie and everything later on in the podcast. But it's okay, Yeah.
2: So, Devin, now that you have seen Shaun of the Dead, what did you think?
0: Oh, I loved it. I I knew this is one of those movies I knew I was going
1: to love right off the bat. Good. I'm shaking my bat at you. Good. Because if you I, said no, I would have came through the screen.
0: <laughs> I noticed that and I'm terrified. He, he would
2: have tried, but then he would have we just would have lost connection with. Ryan he's just, he just uh, would have seen, seen like a, with a
1: bat. He just would have seen a scream and like a giant brown blur across the camera screen. <laughs> that would have been awesome.
0: But no, I loved it. I There's so much good about this movie and. Having watched it in 2020 is a weird thing because at this point, at least in my like media consumption history, like zombie anything is just like creative white noise to me. Like everything at one point turned into a zombie. Zombies were the cool thing and now they're not the cool thing. Uh, So you have to try extra hard for me to care about your zombie thing. And this did that so well.
2: Yeah, I'm I've been over the zombie craze since 2013. Mhm. When I had to sit in a game shop and play Left 4 Dead for hours on end for friend of the show Chad's short film.
0: Oh, friend of the show Chad.
2: Um but this was definitely the highlight for, of it for me, like of everything that that happened in between 2005 and 2015, let's say those 10 years. This is my favorite zombie thing to come out of that. Not a big fan of The Walking Dead, not a big fan of really anything else. This is my favorite thing to come out of it.
0: I I wonder why, like, zombies became so pastiche. Like, is it just that they got, like, pounded into our skulls and, like, everything suddenly was zombies and then we yes. all got over it? Or, like, yeah?
1: I think it was a fad. It was, like, a horror okay. fad. Uh, because you had a bunch of remakes of a lot of older zombie films. And then you had a bunch of comedies come out, like this one. And then every... Like, it seemed like, to me at least... Every it was like two out of every 10 low budget films was a zombie movie. And I think that's what killed it. It was just oversaturation of the market.
2: Yeah. The, the film class I had to watch this for was a, hey, we're going to make a, a feature length film class. And wow. as a class, we all decided in 2009, we don't want to make a zombie picture because there's too many of those. We ended up making a horror film, but because horror is cheap, it's cheap and easy to do. And you can get away with not doing it well, <laughs> um, but yeah, even in two thousand and nine, I was like, yeah, zombie things are kind of kind of
0: over. So, I yeah. mean, did any of you get into zombies at all? Like, were Because you... oh. I was. Admittedly, I loved zombies. Thought they were the coolest thing. I loved the idea that it could be anyone, and that it was almost entirely circumstantial that you were one of the ones that got bit,
1: and I thought that was cool. I still am into zombies. I still search out zombie movies. <laughs> um I, it never left uh my like niche. Uh but yeah, it just like me and friends had zombie survival like plans laid out and I bought the, the the zombie survival guide book that was written by Max Brooks and I still pick that up occasionally because it's hysterical. And the book World War Z, which The movie is decent for a movie uh, adaptation of it, but the book is really good, again, written by Max Brooks. But one of the things I like about the whole zombie genre is that it's practical, because if you do set yourself up to be prepared for a zombie apocalypse, you have created a bug-out bag, you have created a plan of action in case there's an earthquake, a natural disaster, um, some type of civil disturbance that you can pick up and go, and you already have a plan laid out. It's basically just a generic emergency preparedness guide. And that's a one pandemic. of the reasons why I really like it. Yeah, pandemic, if you will. Or, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Wow.
2: So, watching a zombie movie in the middle of a pandemic. And I say middle, hoping that we're towards the end of it. But knowing that we're not. Um, <laughs> did you guys get any like weird vibe from things that happened in this movie? given the real world events happening right now?
0: Oh, I'm going to say yes. And definitely the beginning part where he was just kind of doing stuff while like it started happening. Like it it wasn't one of those moments where he turned on the TV. He was like, this is the beginning. Like he didn't catch on until like it was well underway. And I feel like that's the same thing for me. Like I bumped into the cruise ship that like, gave all of San Francisco the quarantine. I remember pointing at it with Romana or not the quarantine of that gave all of San Francisco COVID. Like I pointed at it with Romana and went, wow, look, a cruise ship. Isn't that neat? And then like two days later, we read on the news, like that was the COVID ship. And we hmm. didn't know.
2: But you were far enough away that you did not get COVID.
0: Thankfully. Yeah, we were yeah. totally fine.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me watching this was the stereotypical I was bitten, but I'm not going to tell anyone I was bitten thing. Like that's totally something that would happen. Like people just maybe showing symptoms, but not care enough to tell everyone around them mm. or people
1: who know um, that they have it and still not tell anybody and not do what they need to do. Again, I shake, you, <laughs> I shake my
2: back. <laughs> we're saying is wear a mask, please. At least yeah. wear a mask. It can be a superhero mask. It can be a Batman. Well, not a Batman mask, but wear a Spider-Man mask. That, Ooh, that that's acceptable work. yeah all right so full disclosure i do not have many notes for this and i blame Devin. this oh. is all your fault oh no i am about four episodes into fargo season two so thank you
0: oh i'm so happy you So instead of,
2: instead of doing notes today i uh watched that so i've got a few things to point out um ryan what is your favorite moment of Shaun of the dead um Hmm.
1: See, that's tough because I love this whole movie, but uh, one of the top moments for me is when they're learning how to walk like a zombie and (laughs) you've got Sean and his buddy and they're bickering over who can do the better zombie And then Sean goes, no, look. And then he does it. And then his buddy's just like, oh, whatever. I give up because you're better than I am. And all Sean did was just recreate the face he had at the beginning when he was introduced from the (laughs) yawning scene, waking up in the morning. (laughs) But um, that's definitely one of them. But there's a lot of excellent sequences in this movie.
2: Devin, how about you?
0: Oh, there was a lot. Um, I think one of my favorite ones was when... Sean ended up fighting off that the neighbor, the one that ended up ultimately biting the mom and the, the one friend and the other, I guess not friend, the other guy uh, just stood there watching and he was like a little hub. Like you got it. That was fine. Yeah. (laughs) I like that a lot. And I also, and it's like a tough, like it's a tough second place between that one and just the opening credits where like everybody like was zombies without them being zombies. And, I was like, we are the zombies. And I mm-hmm. thought that was clever and funny. And thank you, Edgar Wright. Yeah.
1: And guess what? And they th- did that all without people staring at their phones, which proves the fact that people have always made fun of modern society, regardless of what the tech is. So,
2: yeah. I don't think everyone had cell phones in 2004, though. Is well, that what this movie was?
1: Yeah, this was. Yeah, this came out in 2004, my senior year of high school.
2: So it came out in 2004, but they came up with the idea for it in 2001 actually no hold on oh wow uh came up with the idea in 1999
0: late that's, 99 that's like way before so, the
2: zombie thing like got crazy yeah they came up with it and they were working on the british show spaced i don't know if i know that one isn't it's, uh, it's an edgar wright show starring uh simon Pegg? what
1: isn't that yeah. the one where he went on that rant about how horrible jar jar was and, and they eventually like apologized for it
2: yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow, well, I have yeah. to watch this. You do. Yeah.
1: And roll credits. Yeah, and done.
0: I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> um, so here's my question that I had for you guys. I think this is, like, probably one of two zombie comedy movies I think I've ever seen in my life. And the other one we've done for the podcast, which was Dead Snow. Uh, how does this, like, stack up for you guys for zombie comedy? Especially Ryan, who said that, like, you know, you actively still seek out zombie things. Like, is this... Is this like an exceptional zombie comedy? Like, have you seen it done better other ways? Because I would never compare this to dead snow.
1: To me, this is my gold standard. Okay. so like how there are certain athletes at their positions that are gold standards. They're not the best, but but you mark the best to see if other players are greater or lesser players than they are. And if they're better than this player, they're Hall of Fame contenders. This movie is my gold standard. If a zombie comedy is at least as good or better than Shaun of the Dead, it's an excellent zombie comedy. If it's not, then it's just a normal zombie movie.
2: Okay, so if Shaun of the Dead is the gold standard for you, yeah. what is like the poop emoji standard?
1: <laughs> What's would, the worst one? Uh I don't know the name of it, but there was a low budget one that was made back in like 2009, 2008 and it looked like the trailer looked really good. And you could just tell that it was all filmed on one street, on one block. All they did was change camera angles and it was all shot at night. I forget the name of it, but like it, it, there's nothing worse than a extremely low budget zombie movie. I'll put it that uh, way.
0: My uh, my poop emoji standard is a uh, zombie Uh It is a <laughs> uh, stripper based zombie movie. Uh, pun intended. Ugh.
2: I don't know why, but when you said that, my mind went to zombie versions of the Angry Beavers from Nickelodeon. See,
0: that would be cool. <laughs> I would watch that.
2: <laughs> but uh, when Ryan said gold standard of athlete, the first thing that popped in my head was Michael Vick. So, <laughs> oh, I'm just, no, oh, why I'm Michael the Vick? Beer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm blaming the beer.
1: I mean, I'm just over keep here drinking. Th- I'm over here thinking of like. Dick Buckus of like the Bears for like linebackers, and like if somebody's better than him, then they're definitely Hall of Famers. Like that's where my mind went, and you went to Michael Vick. What?
2: I don't know why. I, <laughs> <can't explain laughs> it. I know he's not good. I know he's. Well, I mean, like he was person. good. He was good. Yeah. But then the dogs. Yeah. Oh. I know.
1: <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you have a good a good example of like another great like zombie comedy movie? And if so, like how does it compare to this one?
2: Zombieland that's a good one that I forgot about. But zombie land, the difference between this and zombie land is Shaun of the dead is kind of a parody of the genre way back when, like it's making fun of the George Romero stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, zombie land is just kind of taking the zombie concept and giving it like five red bulls and a Twinkie. <laughs> I mean, for real though, <laughs> um, so that's the best way I can. That's the best one I can think of. Yeah. Um, now I have. I, I haven't seen enough to give you a, a bad one.
1: Now the thing is, I I, I do have to say that I really want to. Uh, was it th- the dead don't die? I saw a different Mm -hmm. trailer for that recently, and I completely changed my stance on that. I really want to see that because, it look, they showed more characters than what I thought was originally in it. And so there's more of a storyline there than I thought there was going to be. So I'm more interested in it. And watching Shaun of the Dead this time has made me kind of loosen my, like, anti-ness of Zombieland. So I'm going to be watching that here soon because I know I've blown that movie off for you guys a few times and I feel bad about that. So do, I'm going to need do, a
2: copy of it. Cause I've got it.
1: No, don't worry about it. I have like a month <laughs> to, <laughs> I have a month's worth of home time to, to find okay. it. So to catch up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I can
2: bring you another care package.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: so is this,
0: so Ryan said something interesting at in the beginning that I, did want to bring up, you said this is a mix of American and British humor. Yeah. I don't know where my needle led more towards the American part of the American humor. A lot of this seemed very like dry and British to me. And mm-hmm. a lot of the, in a lot of it. And I wasn't sure if I caught much of the American part of it. Like, what would you consider that?
1: Uh, more of the slapsticky stuff. Mm, okay. Like getting the dart in the head. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I just that made me cringe watching it. Oh, it makes everybody cringe the first time you see it. But then, you know, like here, like for somebody like me, like I have the DVD and I watch the DVD and I'm going to talk about some special features later because they're hysterical. But um, when she's starting to throw the darts at this point, like I just start laughing as soon as she throws starts throwing them, I start to laugh because I know what's coming. And it's just one of those things where like. If a dart that long actually went, first off, a dart wouldn't go into your skull like that. For one thing. But the fact that it does and he just rips the thing out and you get the little CGI blood that follows it. Like, it's just, it's funny. Like, it's great. But, like, it's more of the slapsticky stuff. So, like, uh, the dart in the head, um, the crazy driving, a lot of the back and forth, like. Sean's friend going, Sean, I'm sorry. And Sean going, sorry for what? And then he smells the fart. Oh yeah. So, you know, like that kind of stuff. The British humor to me is on, is just tremendous in this, like the entire sequence of him walking to the convenience store and walking by all of the zombies and not noticing because he's extremely tired, hungover and everybody as a zombie is kind of where they were the morning before. So the fact that he was looking down at the ground didn't really stand out. Like the guy who was like running for his life. He didn't realize that because the morning before a woman run ran by him in the same spot jogging. So I love the fact that he's completely just he's so wrapped up in his own life. He doesn't notice what's going on. And they give you hints like the military trucks. Uh, The radio broadcasts, uh, the him, you know, starting to read the newspaper headlines. And then he stops because the guy asks him if he wants a beer first thing in the morning. Like, it's ridiculousness. Yeah. Well, especially that scene, that long shot scene of him walking
0: from his place to the pub. I didn't realize they were doing I mean, this is. This is gonna be like super ignorant on my end. I didn't realize they were doing long shots like that that early in life. I think like the first time someone was like, Did you know a long shot was a thing? Uh was
2: I think Birdman.
0: But like Alan, was this like exceptional for its time?
2: Not really. I, I think people started to pay more attention to them later okay. on with like, Hey, check the scene out on YouTube. Like this was the, the dawn of that. Uh, but Goodfellas had long shots in it, and that was nineteen ninety. Oh wow! So.
1: That and I think the first long shot that I mean it was a stationary long shot. I got to put mm-hmm. the asterisks there. It was a stationary long shot. I it was a oh what's her name? Uh, Holly um Marilyn Monroe. There was a movie that she oh. was in where she is walking from one street to uh niagara falls and it's like a three to four minute long shot and the camera stays behind her and it starts on her butt and she starts to walk across the street and it just stays on her but it doesn't focus in on her you just see her walking into the distance it's like a three four minute shot or is it a minute and a half it's considered a long shot for the time but as far as i'm aware that's the first quote-unquote, long shot that I am aware of. I'm sure it's been a thing.
2: So, early examples include Rope by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which the whole film is has the effect of being one long, continuous take. Wow. Uh, and that was uh, 1948.
0: He did some really cool stuff.
2: Like yeah. I, know, I know this is not like
0: a hot take, like a cool hot take to be like, Alfred Hitchcock was a revolutionary. <laughs> but like, I don't give him enough credit in my mind because I'm like... I don't want to watch a movie about birds and just kind of like I take the the standard Devon tack of like, I know what the movie's about. You've never seen birds. I have seen birds, but it took a lot of doing by a very close friend to get me to watch that movie because I went, I'm not going to watch a movie about birds. And And what did you think? I was wrong. I was so wrong.
2: You know, I was wrong. (laughs) So one of the I'm just moving on because I don't even want to get into my history of Hitchcock right now. Oh no. Um,
1: rear window. So rear
2: window. <laughs> um, one of the main things in a shot like Sean going to the store across the street is the use of a steady cam, which mm-hmm. was not invented until 1975. Oh wow. So it's a it's a big camera on a pole that's weighted on the bottom and it's balanced so you have a mechanical arm that keeps the camera still no matter what mm-hmm. um kind of like a camera at the at the end of a drone it has the same technology as that like a gimbal that keeps it still
0: i think i've seen those and they
2: look so like
0: cams are wild to see like because yeah. those are the ones that kind of act like bad example but like pigeon heads or like chicken heads no it's like, exactly can, what it is that's so cool you attach a that. gopro
2: to the end of a chicken like, <laughs>
1: game over, man. You got a natural one. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. actually, some uh, was it sport broadcasts. Uh, some, some leagues uh, for t- 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 televising some sports have actually tried using those with live feed, which is very interesting. The XFL, oh, wow. the original XFL that tried to do their thing back in the early millennium, uh, they did that. They had on the field steady cam guys with the refs.
2: I know Penn state has one because the guy who ran it was worked for the film department. So you could actually get him to, you could pay him to come out and work on your senior film if you needed to.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Well, so then now that we're on the topic of this, like that's what drew me into the movie so much was this has a lot of like Edgar Wright hallmarks, like the walking down the street, single take with a steady cam was in baby driver. Like, I think that's also in hot fuzz. Cause I've watched hot fuzz like twice. Like I've seen that before. And I like that. Or like when, um, when Sean was like, here's my plan. And like, they like cut through his plan and every time it changed a little bit, like the coffee cup was different. Like the first one was like, I'm so smart. And then the next one was like, cool, cool, cool. And the next one was a beer. Like I just, all those little touches made me like this movie so much. Cause it reminded me of what I like about Edgar Wright as a director.
2: Yeah, having, having watched more Edgar, Edgar Wright stuff before watching it this time around, I definitely picked up on more. Even the uh, player two has entered the game and my mind immediately went to Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely you can definitely pick up on his editing style in this too.
1: Well, the thing is that video game is a real video game and I'm looking up the name of it now. The one that they okay. were playing?
0: Like the the one with like the gun? Mm-hmm. That looked. Yep. I mean, because you could have told me like, It's a generic like pastiche of a first person shooter, and I would have totally believed you. Like
1: Time Splitters 2. Oh, that's like a classic. It's an actual video game. (laughs) Good. So that's speaking
2: Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Speaking of rip-offs of video games, I've got one on my computer that was free on Steam right now called Super Super Bernie World. (laughs) What? So you play as Bernie Sanders. Oh no. You go through. What? The Goombas are just red MAGA hats. (laughs) The turtle guys are just Mitch McConnell's. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That makes it. And that's as far as I got, because it was kind of hard to control. And I was like, I don't really care this much. I want to go play something I actually care about.
0: But it works so well.
2: But it was free to play. It's like, you know what? I got to check that out because.
0: Because it worked.
2: Moral of the story, go vote.
0: Yeah. Vote, please. Just do it. Um, so one of the things I did want to bring up is I try to take notes for this episode, and it's so hard for me to note comedies because, like, a lot of the times comedies are pretty, like, relatively one-dimensional. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's going on, on the screen is what's going on on the screen. It either made you laugh or it didn't, and you like the humor or you don't, um, vis-a-vis our discussion before this of the movie Borat, where Ryan just hates it. I mean, <laughs> was was there anything that landed for you guys, like like joke wise and it, or is there anything that like didn't land like is there like a sequence that you were like okay I get it but uh and I think for me it was the scene where they ran into themselves hmm huh. which like you guys are laughing at which I love <laughs> I was just like okay I get it and I was like oh look Martin Freeman's in there
1: <laughs> and then they walked past and I thought that was cool that's a good that- example of good british humor
2: yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's also making fun of the the zombie genre because you always have that group. Even The Walking Dead had the group of like the archetypes of the heroes, the leaders, the the girlfriends, the the slackers, the the Martin Freemans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what made me go watch Fargo again. So <laughs>
1: you are like, "I need to, I need to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I need my fix." I'm trying to think of which the only joke like that I'm just like I, I don't, I don't roll my eyes at. But at this point, I just let it flow like it's normal dialogue. Is the whole like dogs can't look up, and the whole argument about the Winchester rifle being a real Winchester? Like I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like it doesn't really land. Like I get it. It's not that humorous to me, but I get it. Um and I've seen it so much at this point that like I just follow it like normal dialogue like it's just built up for the characters. Um my right. favorite gag or my favorite joke thing in this is when they accidentally like turn on all of the lights and they turn on all of the different stuff inside the Winchester. And they grab Mm -hmm. the pull cues and they start to smack the bar owner and the queen song comes on and everything's done by the beat of the song. Like I like the the, the, the camera being over top and then being on the side and just like the choreography that went into that is just to me well worth it. Like it was all done right. And you can tell that they definitely that they didn't want to like skimp out on it either.
0: Well, I mean, that's another Edgar Wright thing that I like because a lot of like, I mean, there was like musical like synced sequences in Scott Pilgrim. There are musical synced sequences in Baby Driver. Like it's kind of one of the things that he just does. And it, it just, for me, I don't know why it elevates a scene. Like if they if you showed me that same length of a scene of them just beating the bartender with pull cues, I would have hated it. But since they synced it with the Queen song, I then loved that scene.
1: But one of the other things that, Um, I wanted to ask you guys about, Uh, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite part where they showed Sean was just oblivious to what was going on around him? Mm -hmm. And, And I'll use an example, which is my favorite, which is when he bumps into that woman on the side of the street after he buys the flowers for his mom and they're talking, but in the background, in between them, framed is the driver that is passed out from the zombie disease at the driver's seat and the EMTs are working on getting the like the neck brace around him and he's just all limp and he's just completely oblivious to it the car alarm going off the ambulance driving by and it's all because he's so wrapped up in his own world because it's falling apart that just I love the way that that's framed and I love that example so was there was there a moment that you guys really liked where they just showed how oblivious he was to what was going on around him?
2: For me, it was after they leave the Winchester at night when they were drinking and they're in the in the road and there's a guy down the, the road and he's like like that's that's my favorite moment
1: so the trailer for this movie is what got me into it and devin i'll get to you in a second i just oh yeah it's okay this is this is that thing that i was going to talk about um that was the last part of the trailer that i saw for this movie originally in theaters and the entire theater broke out laughing because everybody knew it was a zombie. Because at that point, we all knew it was a zombie movie. And then they're doing that, Doo, do, 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 and the zombie goes off, and they do it, and they show that whole thing of like them singing with it. And it just—that's yeah. what would be like. I need to see this movie. Like I need to. <laughs>
0: that is so cool. Um, to answer your question, I think I like the scene where the zombie like reaches for him, and he's like, ah, "I don't have enough change. I couldn't even afford the food here." Yeah. Or the food. And I was like, that's... You You saw the zombie at this point. Like, <laughs> this is on you. I like... Because, like, I liked coming out of the bar, too, with that couple that looked like they were making out, but one was eating the other and the head yeah. fell off. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. But, like, <laughs> he wasn't looking. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He had no reason to not see that zombie. I wonder what the trailer for this movie would have looked like. And I almost have to watch it after this, because I feel like the trailer has to be exceptional for
2: this one. So the trailer that I have on the DVD... Mm-hmm. Is like see Britain, Brit the British smash hit comedy now coming to America. Um, so it was already a hit before it came over here. So I, I'm sure that's the trailer that Ryan saw.
1: I don't. I've got to see it because I don't remember. Well, did it say it or was it in words on the screen?
2: It said it. Okay,
1: I got to see it. It may. It may possibly be the one that I remember seeing. All right, so one of the
0: things that I loved the most about the movie was in the beginning, it was so relatable, him just being oblivious, like Ryan had said, because I saw me in that in, like, in every possible way. Like, like, if zombie apocalypse happened right now, like, I would just be hanging out doing a podcast and, like, just doing my own thing until, like, a zombie showed up in my backyard. Like, do you think that would be you guys? There's
1: a girl... In the garden. (laughs) I'd be the same
0: way. I'd be like, all right, let
2: me
1: get her out. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's a zombie.
2: She's drunk. (laughs) There's a bit of trivia about this movie that likes to float around the internet a lot. Okay. And I'm curious if you've picked up on this, Devin. Did you pick up the foreshadowing of everything that happens in the movie before it happens?
0: The only bit, if it happened more than this, I didn't catch it. The only bit was when the roommate leaves, Sean's friend goes, "The next time I see you, you're dead." And I was that's like one of them. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. he's gonna be a zombie next. Got that, it.
2: That's a small one. Uh, the night that they're in the bar, Ed says to Sean, "Do you know what we should do tomorrow? Keep drinking. Bloody Mary first thing. The first zombie is named Mary. Weird. A bite at the king's head. The next person to get bit is Philip. Oh, man. And then it goes on. A couple at the little princesses. Then they go to get Liz and her friends. And then stagger back here to the Winchester and bang back at the bar for shots. And then they shoot the gun.
1: Wow. See, that's really cool. One of my favorite things is actually in a song that I think the band was called Kobe Christ and mm-hmm. the whole thing of him saying like, it's, it's, it's not like it's the end of the world, mate, like that little speech he gives, like when they're there, like they had that speech in the song and it was a real dark tempo and everything. So I thought that was cool. But Devin, what was the question you had? That's cool. Um,
0: My question was like during the zombie apocalypse, would you guys be as oblivious as they were? Cause I mean, for me, the answer is absolutely like a zombie would have to approach me and go, I am a zombie, hello, I'm here to eat your brains, and I go, oh no, perhaps it started.
2: I want to say that COVID-19 has made me a lot more aware of the world around me (laughs) and what is happening with other people. Yeah. So I want to say, I hope not.
1: I hope that's not me. With my constant NPR listening that I do every morning, I already knew about the outbreak in China before it happened. And I remember reading articles about the first couple cases in New York. Now, I also drive a lot and I listen to the radio a lot. So my life lets me do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Three years ago when I worked for Walmart, probably not. Um, So I think it all depends on what your life is like. Um, And if a zombie thing would have happened in the next pat in, in the past year and in the future, then I'll, I'll probably know about it ahead of time. But depending on your job, I could definitely see somebody not knowing until, you know, you think a drunk girl's in the garden, in the backyard. <laughs> so I mean, Oh, All right. um, Question. Yeah. Yes. Which album did they throw? Make you upset the most?
2: I'm offended. You even have to ask this question. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I'm asking. It's exactly, The Batman soundtrack. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Because I because I love how quick that was. Like Uh this, that, no, Batman soundtrack. Throw it. (laughs) It Like there wasn't even a pause.
2: The day I find that album (laughs) is the day I'll be happy. And my (laughs) vinyl collection will almost be complete. Right now I have to settle for the EP of Party Man.
0: Ooh. (laughs) All right. One of the things I liked about the movie is that uh they know about zombies in the zombie movie i hate when characters discover what zombies are and then like try to figure out what to call them and they end up with zombies i like that they were like that's a zombie like i don't have a question off of that i just really appreciate about that about the movie
2: because the whole thing with the walking dead which makes no sense to me is that there is no zombies in pop culture at all right makes no sense.
0: And like no one's collectively decided on like a word. They're like they're clickers, they're walkers, oh, they're biters, they're geeks. I'm like just, they're zombies, dude. Stop it.
2: They're from Georgia.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um the DVD that I have uh has some special features on it. And mm-hmm. one of the special features is called plot holes. And they're not really plot holes. They're just you know, little explanation thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's set up like a, like a speaking comic. So like, there's no mm-hmm. video. It's just like if the camera was focusing on different frames in a comic book and then the actors walking through what they did in that time, they weren't on screen. So the one is about Sean when he went to go distract the zombies and what happened. Oh, cool. So what happened was he ran. And he made the comment of this. He said, despite modern theory, zombies don't move that fast. Hence, that was a hit at, you know, the the remake of Dawn of the Dead when they were like super runners. Um, He said, so I would run 30 meters or kilometers. I'm an American. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And. Uh, said that he would stop and wait and catch his breath and wait for the zombies to catch up. And then he'd run another 30 meters or kilometers or whatever. And then he decided, uh, and then he said that he, he hid in a dumpster and then waited for the zombies to walk by. And then he snuck out and then he makes the comment of, and no, and no one saw me. But then the next frame is one of the zombies turning their head and seeing him head back. <laughs> so of course they follow him. The second one is Liz. No, not Liz, uh, her friend, uh, oh, the right. one that beats off the uh, the one that disappears into the zombie horde with the leg. Yeah. Um, she realized when she got out there that her boyfriend had been ripped to pieces and there's no way she could have saved him. So she's looking for her avenue of escape and finds a tree. So she crawls up the tree to a branch that's outside of their the zombies arms and falls asleep because she's so worn out. And then oh. she woke up and for a couple of days lived off her boyfriend's leg because she didn't know it was safe to come down. Oh, and no. then when she finally did, she found out that she was in a quarantine area and she was fine. So there's another one, too. Oh, Ed. But it's. Sean finds him a week later in the wind, burnt out Winchester uh, uh, during uh, uh, during the day. And he goes and night uh, um, he goes at night and gets Ed into the shed uh, in the cover of night. And then for over the course of six weeks, trains him to play video games so he can go out to the shed and play video games with him.
0: You know what? I actually really like that last one because I was wondering why he could play video games. Because most of the zombies didn't seem like they could, but like I was like, are video games so ingrained in this character that he can play them even if he's a zombie?
1: That's
2: the way I read it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's something that's in zombie. I- I'm not sure about classic zombie lore, but modern zombie lore um, in, uh, in, uh, in one of my favorite. I'm not saying it's any good. I'm saying it's one of my favorite. So those two things are separate. <laughs> um, the Land of the Dead, the modern Land of the Dead movie where Mm -hmm. they show the zombies have been zombies for so long and they haven't really been eating anything. So they've just reverted back to what they did routinely in their life. So like there's these two teenager zombies and they're constantly holding hands and walking around because that's what they did. Before they died. And there was a zombie that was a gas station attendant, so whenever the bell went off, he would go out and grab the gas pump. So they show a zombie walking through the parking lot of the gas station, steps on the bell hose, and the gas station zombie comes out and goes to the pump and looks around and doesn't see anything, so he puts the gas pump back. So it's already established that zombies who have been zombies for a long time will revert to the one thing that. Or, you know, uh, their most muscle memory stuff. I don't know better way of saying
2: that. But yeah. you, you, you you know what I mean.
1: That's I definitely think that's like,
2: more of a... That's definitely more of a modern zombie thing. Yeah. Because I think, like, the George Romero zombies are just looking for flesh and rotting corpses. And that's it. Like, that's what they are. They, yeah. they don't retain any personality at all.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is making fun of George Romero zombies, right? Like, that's yes. what they're targeting here. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's what, like... Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, you know, all of all of these remakes. That's what they're based off of. And and I mean, it's definitely modern lore because we know more about the human brain than we did back then. Well, the directors know more about the human brain than he did at that time. So it would make sense that if you have something in your head, even after you died, that kept your brain firing. At some point, you're going to hit actions and memories that would make you do stuff. So, I mean, like you might have a zombie walking down the street and all of the sudden it does like four steps of the electric slide for no reason. This I mean, the best kind of zombie I'd like it.
0: <laughs> no. So I have, I have a real question about this. Cause I feel like I'm on the, I, I don't, necessarily consider myself to be the best at picking up like like hidden meanings and like you know commentary on things hence why when i watched robocop i was like and i like focused on the part of it that was the robocop and not the part of it that was the social commentary Mm -hmm. this movie seemed like it was trying to hint at social commentary at some point especially in the beginning in the opening sequence when i was like we're the zombies was there social commentary to be had here and did i miss it
2: no, there's no social commentary.
1: No, no social commentary. It's no, just a it zombie just joke. No,
2: oh. <laughs> as far as okay. I'm concerned, uh, yeah. No, I think there is a little bit about how people do act like are zombified in their life. Like the prime example is Mary, the girl in the backyard. She, they show her in the opening credits, just checking people out at mm-hmm. the grocery store, and she like I've worked retail. I felt like a zombie when I did that. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just a a statement on how people like comparing people's everyday lives, everyday routines and the tediousness of that to the life of a zombie well, I like, or death of a zombie.
0: I really like that, like that take on it, too, because that's a little bit about what Liz talks about is she's like, you know, I don't want to keep doing the same things over and over again and keep doing these same actions. Yeah. I want to go out and do that's. Dang, I like that. Now I'm happy. Yeah,
1: because yeah, I mean, you've got. I mean, to me, like, I don't know. I've seen the movie so much that I kind of forget about that part of it, and mm-hmm. I just see the beginning as, oh, ha, these people waiting for the bus, they're zombies. Oh, these people sitting on the bus, they're zombies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I just completely ignored that fact. Now, now that I'm watching it, but um, yeah, my favorite thing is the teenagers. Like showing British teenagers in when they're walking down the alley and they have their hoods up and they're listening to music and they're bobbing their heads with their stride. Like that part I really liked. And especially since those teenagers turned into zombies and they attack Sean and Philip and like everybody else. Oh, uh, not Philip, but his dad, his stepdad. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, and. I love him in the background. It's just a bunch of drunk nuts running wild. I've seen more action at the Isle of Wight and I'm just thinking to myself, "Oh, that is the that there is no difference between a British boomer and an American boomer."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, who is the most British character in this in this whole thing? Because I know that in some British media there's like a character who just like personifies the Brit. And I think in this one, it's going to my my guess for it is going to be Philip just because he or the the stepdad, just because he very much seems like exactly who I want to meet when I go to to go to England. Like, that's the kind of person I want to run into.
2: I think that's a good answer. I feel like you're going to run into more Davids over there than anything else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See, I feel like. Philip is the British person that you want to run into, just like, you know, the what you think of as like a British person, somebody from Great Britain. And then you've got David, which would be, I think, like the American, the British version of a Kyle. (laughs) Good.
2: Uh, Devin, I've got a question for you. Okay, Did you recognize uh, Simon Pegg's mom? You know, there were so many people in this movie
0: that I'm like, I think I know this person. And then I just went, eh, maybe they're from Harry Potter and then moved
2: on. <laughs> Close. Really? She's from Doctor Who. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's Harriet Jones. She played oh. a big part in the 10th Doctor's Yeah, run. she is Harriet Jones. That's awesome. I didn't know she's that. also. She's also in Downton Abbey and Best Exotic Marigold Hotel 1 and 2. I
0: don't know if I have any interest in Downton Abbey, but the best exotic Marigold Hotel, I feel like I should watch.
2: I feel like it's on the list that I'm going to make you guys watch that at
0: some point. It should be.
2: Because it reignites her with Bill Nighy, who plays Philip. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, that was Davy Jones.
1: Oh, that's cool. He's a really good actor. He's in a ton of stuff. Is he? My favorite thing, like the one thing, like there's a ton of stuff. And depending on my mindset whenever Mm -hmm. I see him, I, I think of certain roles, Davy Jones. But right now it's Harry Potter because he plays the minister of magic in part one of the deathly hollows. Yeah. Because he's the one, because I love his scene because he he can put on such an intense look on his face, but he's non-threatening looking. So, When he's sitting down in the Harry Potter movies with them and and he's waiting for the snitch to open up and he's Uh just like staring, just (laughs) staring at him. It was just I really like him as an actor. He's one of my favorites.
2: For, For me, he always stands out from Love Actually. Okay, he plays like a washed up rock star who's trying to get a hit. So he's just singing. yes, I feel it in my fingers. I feel, I feel it, it in, in my, my toes. It's <laughs> just something I quote all the time around the house. Yes, that's
1: again, depending on my mindset, that's one of the other characters that I think of him as.
0: For me, he is literally forever Slardy Bartfast from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
2: <laughs> Even when
0: I read those books again, it's Bill Nighy
2: like in that role. Yeah, I think it's Nighy. Like, I've heard it, Naihi and Nai. I I don't know which one's which. I I just know him and Bill Nai have met, and it (gasps) was awkward. Oh, is it awkward? According to Bill Nai. Oh, that's a science game. Like, I, think one, I think one of them – I think he made a joke to him, and he didn't find it funny because he's British. <laughs> I mean, the Bill that Nye joke sense. was probably stupid. And, uh, and I don't think he knows who Bill Nye the science guy is because I don't think they had PBS over in Britain. <laughs>
0: they absolutely didn't. And me trying to explain Bill Nye to uh, my wife was, like, the hardest day of my life. I was like, he teaches you science. And she's
1: like, and you like that? And I'm like, yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> What you got to do is find an episode of Beekman's World and be like, "Look, you got to understand. This is what was on TV and then there was Bill Nye the Science Guy. So either you were a fan oh, of a man. talking rat or you were a fan of Bill Nye the Science Guy."
2: <laughs> okay, I'll I'll stand up and say I was a fan of Beekman's World. Same here.
1: I was. Yeah, But see things I liked both of them. So But um so there's a I don't a know movie. what Beekman's World is. What? Tune
2: in next week where we have Devin watch Beekman's Beekman's World.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen any of Beekman's World. Okay, so um, there is a movie that I talked to you guys about about a month ago. It's a zombie movie, but it's a different take. And Mm. we decided not to do it because of things and climate. Um, But it's called The Cured, and it's a British zombie movie. But it's after the zombie outbreak, and it's about the possibility of a cure. Oh. for the zombie outbreak. And there's a lot of really good stuff in there that kind of hits home to what's going on right now. It was made in 2017, but I am going to say my headcanon is that Shaun of the Dead is a story about the zombie outbreak that caused the quarantine that you see in The Cured. And The Cured is, is, is more of a encompassing story about what happened in Shaun of the Dead.
2: I mean, I think you could make the argument that all the British zombie stuff takes place in the same universe. Shaun of the Dead, 28 days later, 20 weeks later, the cured. I think that's perfectly logical headcanon. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it is one of those things where, like, because Shaun of the Dead focuses on, like, his life and dealing with Mm -hmm. the zombie outbreak. And except for him, everybody else is kind of playing straight, Like, Sean's a goof. His, you know, his, you know, his, his best friend's a goof. Um, David's a moron. But (laughs) in The Cured, you've got the characters act more like their roommate who, who gets bit and, you know, turns into a zombie in the shower. Everybody has more of like his personality. Like, it's more straight. So I really feel like that they're connected. And I like the 28 days idea too, because. Again, I don't know. The only difference is that the twenty-eight day zombies run really, really quickly. Okay, but then again, sort of the cured
2: zombies. uh, So here's the thing: we see everyone in Sean's neighborhood before they turn into zombies. None of them are running. That's true. So maybe they just don't run because they're still they don't run. It's a strain. The strain mutated.
1: It's a disease. Mm -hmm. And at first it causes just slow movement because it hasn't found a way to lubricate the uh, the the, uh, the joints. And then it mutates and it finds a way to keep the cartilage uh, uh, squishy or at, at least non-atrophied. So then they're able to run really quickly. I like this idea. I'll buy so, it. Oh, I like so, it. So slow zombies and fast zombies can exist at the same time because it's two different strains because it mutates.
2: Of all the things I thought would come up tonight, I'm so glad that you said the phrase lubricated joints. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lubricated cartilage. Is that better? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Marginally. So (laughs) the one thing I loved at the end was when they talked about like post zombie apocalypse. They were talking about like, oh, we're hosting something for all the zombies called Zombaid. And that they're like, well, we found out that the dead make excellent retail workers. Did that hurt a little? Because
1: I didn't work in retail for that long, and that hurt a little for me.
2: It made me happy not to be in retail.
1: (laughs) How do you think I feel? I was a car pusher when I first saw this movie, and they show (gasps) and they show the zombies pushing carts. How do you think I felt? But also on the DVD, they have that entire Zombade interview with Coldplay because they're sitting down with Coldplay. And the band members are talking about Zombaid and, like, what they're doing. And all of those shows they show really quick, they have the entirety of those shows on the DVD. So, like, that talk show of where that lady goes, but I love him, even though yeah. he's a zombie. It's a whole six-minute skit of, that co- like, an that Oprah gu- Winfrey
2: thing. I guarantee that comes from three years of pr- production stalling like oh what if we write this out like it was just them like bullshitting and writing out full scripts for that whole thing yeah um Independence Day does the same thing you can watch like a whole news report about the alien invasion as it happens yeah it's really cool yeah
1: yeah Yeah, but it's every single thing like even the news report where the guy's like I had to be on TV and say take off the, you know it's like uh uh aim for
2: the destroy the brains to take off the heads or or
1: yeah like that like that whole thing and i i don't know if he's an actual newsman but i think he in is. the u he is okay that makes he sense he was playing
2: himself because oh, i
1: mean because i mean in the us i could definitely see them get like wolf blitzer to like do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right any final thoughts on Shaun of the dead yeah
0: so ryan reminded me of one of my other favorite parts is that when Sean's flicking through the channels and it tells people – or, like, the the snippets of audio from the channels tell you about the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Dang it, that's clever, and it's better than it, like, ever has like deserves to be. Yeah. And that's my whole thought on this movie, is that, like, it's more
2: clever it's than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how about you?
1: I agree with Devin. This movie okay. is – more intelligent than it deserves to be. And that's part of why it's a classic in my mind. Okay.
2: All right. I'm going to end the show with two questions. The first question is this movie came out in the same year as the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Do you think there was somebody who went to the theaters, told the ticket taker two for Dawn of the Dead, and got tickets to this instead? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) If you are that person, please email us. Let us know. Watch this podcast at gmail.com. We want to talk to you and make sure you're okay. We want to hear (laughs) your story so bad. Second question. I mentioned earlier, this is part of the Cornetto Cornetto Three Flavors Trilogy. Kevin, do you know what that is?
0: I had to look it up because when Sean went to the store, Ed goes, I'll take a Cornetto. And I didn't know what that was, and looked it up, and it's ice cream, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the trilogy is, though? It's this one, Hot Fuzz, and End of the World. The at world at, at world the world's the world's end. World, yeah. Well, yeah, not not the Pirates one. But. <laughs> <laughs> it took a wild swing. So hold on, does each one of
0: these represent a flavor then? Like, was this one chocolate or like?
2: In each one, uh, so according to Wikipedia, the three flavors. Cornetto trilogy came out of interviews where people interviewer realized that in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz characters eat Cornetto and Good. Edgar Wright made a joke oh yeah it's just part of the Cornetto trilogy
1: um, <laughs> that's why you have to watch what you say <laughs> yeah
2: um, so they kind of just did it as a joke there that's the only thing that really connects them all uh-huh. besides a few like Besides Edgar Wright's style, um, so out of the three films, the three uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost films, what is your order from least favorite to favorite? I can go first if you yeah like. go for it. Okay, for me, it is the, the my least favorite is The World's End. I've only seen it once. wasn't a huge fan of it. Second is Hot Fuzz. Um, I need to watch that one again because I just re watching this one. Like, there's so much more Edgar Wright that I'm picking up on. I need to revisit Hot Fuzz, but Shaun of the Dead is my favorite.
1: Okay. Ryan, what do you think? Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead.
0: Really? Hot Fuzz first?
1: No, 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 no. Shaun of the Dead, number one. I, uh-huh. I did it reverse order. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Hot Fuzz, two. Shaun of the Dead, one. If um, I had seen world's end, it would probably be the same as Alan's order. So I haven't seen world's end either. And I
0: need to now because I need to finish off the trilogy. And I've heard a lot of good stuff. Like there are like layers to the movie that you got to watch, whatever. I had only seen hot fuzz. I saw it twice before this one. It's still my number one, but I want to rewatch it now watching Shawn of the dead, because there was a lot that was surprising about hot fuzz that I saw happen in Shawn of the dead. And I think that had I seen uh, Shaun of the Dead first, I would have liked Hot Fuzz less, if that makes sense.
1: Well, one of my favorite running gags between the two movies uh-huh. um, is the – what? You've never taken a shortcut before? And then Shaun jumps over the fence. And I yeah. think in Hot Fuzz, he falls he does the same over thing. the fence. Yeah. But the fence breaks. Yeah. In uh, uh, um, Hot Fuzz. So, I mean, there's layers to that that I really like. uh, but I only like it in Hot Fuzz because it's a gag from Shaun of the Dead, and it's the same actors. Got it. So, that's why, to me, Shaun Shaun of the Dead is first. So I mean, I I can understand your point of view because you've only seen Hot Fuzz. Right. And so, and so, like, you're kind of, like, you're going to see those connecting jokes, and then Uh you're going to kind of be like, oh, okay, well, now I get it. And Hot Fuzz may still be your favorite. Mm -hmm. I mean, didn't you say once that you're kind of a, a like a fan of the buddy comedy? Like Buddy Cop? Yeah, thing. I mean I I like the so, Buddy Cop
0: thing. So like yeah. that one kind of fit into that genre.
1: Yeah. So I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Hot Fuzz is still your favorite one after yeah. you see these films a couple more times.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm going to. All right. So I think that does it for Shot on the Dead. Yeah. This is um. No, I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> so next week, it's Ryan's turn to make us watch something. Ryan, what do you got for us?
1: Give me one second. To I love how
2: up. Devin acts surprised that we're watching a movie next week. I, I, like, what? I was shocked that it wasn't me because I forgot
0: the order and didn't have one ready.
2: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, don't make it me. It
0: is you. Oh, is it, it really is you. me? I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, Ryan made us watch Close Encounters. Oh, he did make us watch
0: Close Encounters. It is you. Oh, shoot. So. I don't have anything prepared. We'll figure it out.
2: No, 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 no. Okay. Wait,
1: we talked about this. We did. It was going to be a horror movie because it's yes, horror yeah. month. Yes. And it's a movie that you and I have talked about that you really like that you've seen recently. Oh, are we going to make Alan watch? Um... I can't remember
0: the name. Why am I blanking Hereditary? on it? Hereditary. That's it. Are we going to watch Hereditary?
2: If you want yeah. to.
0: Yeah, we're going to make Alan watch Hereditary. Yeah.
1: Oh
2: god. Okay. Good. I you know, I've actually been called out for not seeing hereditary. Good. Who called um, you out? Uh friend of the show, Josh, uh from Victims and Villains. Friend of the show, Josh, ca- thank you. Yeah. Um He's probably listening to this, so hi Josh. Good. <laughs> um Yeah, so we'll do hereditary next week. Good. Good. I believe my um,
1: My movie's gonna be right up there too. So it's gonna
2: be good. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh Well, yeah, you're You're going to have to. All right. So that does it for this week's podcast. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to us, leave a review. If you can, Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google music. I don't have to listen in front of me, so I'm forgetting the rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, we're going to make a song about it and it's going to be so cool.
2: We're on audible and Pandora. Um, we are No We're not on Pandora oh, yet Oh okay I, I could pull it up I'm not going to Just Google Search for us On your favorite podcasting app You'll find it <laughs> But until next time we, The guys have me watch Hereditary for the first time For You Have to Watch This Podcast I'm Alan I'm Ryan And I'm Devin And Cheers
1: You've got red on you,
2: you can't do a joke After I end it am a through the sky yeah.